0: Just gonna get straight into it. Thanks, guys. We'll be back in a minute. Thanks, Tim. Straight into it. Straight into it. Who wants to have a great 2017? Come on. Well, there's a platform for it. There's definitely a platform for it. And today, we're just launching off that platform. I want to invite, just come around this way, Simon, Ashley, just come around this way, grab a microphone from Tim. Simon got a prophetic word last week for the church and for individuals. He's going to share that word. The prophetic is a platform to launch off of. You just want to hear this, hear it personally, hear it as a church. Go for it, man.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Happy New Year, everybody. Mm-hmm. All right, I was just organizing my kids when Keith called me.
0: <laughs> yeah. All
1: right. So God gave me this word for us. I think it's a great encouragement for us. It's from the word came from Zechariah, Zechariah um, four, starting in <laughs> verse six, and it says, This is the word the Lord to, to Zerubbabel. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. What are you, mighty mountain, before Zerubbabel? You will become level ground. Then you will bring out the capstone to shouts of, God bless it, God bless it. Then the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this temple, and his hands will surely complete it. And uh, the word that God gave me... um, Zechariah was prophesying to the remnant Jews who were struggling to rebuild the temple. They faced many obstacles that challenged them to finish the work. I see that 2017 is a year of laying low the mountains that have confronted us individually and as a church. These mountains will become level ground. It's the impossible things he will lay low in our worlds. By his spirit, faith, hope and love will be activated in and through us to the world around us in 2017. Great.
0: Good. You know, Jesus said even just a seed of faith will, will take a mountain and move it. The word of God to us is those mountains that are in front of us are going to be laid low. Whatever mountain you're facing, whatever mountain we face as a church, finances, people getting saved, whatever, those obstacles we're going to declare gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. The prophetic launches us into a a great year and sets a platform, but nothing better than the Word of God here. Right? Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 is one of the most amazing chapters. I wish we could go through the whole thing, but it'd take forever. We're just going to key in on two verses. Verse 16, therefore the promise comes by faith. When God gives a promise, you go, well, I haven't got it yet. You secure it with faith. Okay? Faith becomes the hands that reaches out and takes the gift and possesses it and says it's mine. You can have a gift presented to you all you like, but it still might be sitting under the tree a week later. I'm sure there's none at your house like that. So that it may be by grace, it's always by the grace of God. Faith is not a work, but faith is active at work. Listen to me. Faith without works is dead. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all. Everybody say all. All All Abraham's offspring. That's not just talking about Jews. We are Abraham's offspring. Because he said, not only those who are of the law. In other words, the Old Testament, the Jewish people. But also of those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. So how did Abraham become a follower of God? The same way you and I do. How? By faith. The Bible says he believed God and it was put into his account and credit to him as being right with God. That's the same way we get saved. Abraham looked forward to God's provision. We look back at God's provision, but we still believe in that provision. He didn't see it. We haven't seen it, yet we believe it. And so did he. He's our father. He is the father of us all. Now listen, you need to understand this. The progenitor of our faith. You like that word? That's for you, Matty Schultz. I know you like the big words. It's good, eh? Yeah, finish it up with a small word. The progenitor of our faith, the one who started it all, just trusted God. God. But what happens is he becomes the first in the family of a line of people for, for thousands of years who believe and trust God's promise by faith. How do we live? We live by faith. When God gives a promise today, we grasp it and hold it by faith. Faith brings the future into the present. So here's the thing. Verse 17, as it is written, that's a clue, when God inscribes something and writes it down you better be ready to be sure it is so as it is written I have made you a father of many nations he is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed the God here's who he believes he believes in God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were God brings things to life, but he also brings things from the present into the future in our world. The deal is this, if, if, if we're going to grasp everything that God has for us, there has to be this belief in God. It says, so the promise comes by faith. God's word and his promises are activated in our life through trusting him. When the Bible says believe, it's not just going to believe something, it's saying trust him you know what trust means? I trust no other. So here's the deal. Who are you trusting for 2017 to be a great year? What are you trusting? Your bank account? Your employer? What are you trusting? It's got to be him and him alone. The promise is received by faith. And I want to tell you, this book is full of promises. You could stand there and rattle them off. All things work together for good to those who love God. There's your promise. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are saying. God is going to engineer it. By the way, that is the only place in the New Testament where the verb for synergy is used. God is using this synergy to mesh things together so that it's going to turn out for your good. That's his promise. But how do I get it? I've got to trust him in that. Even though it doesn't look good at the moment, I'm going to trust him that it will end up good. That's the deal. What, I, what, am, what am I going to trust? I'm going to trust his character. I'm going to trust in his goodness. I can't even repent without his goodness, for it's the goodness, the kindness of God that leads me to go, I stuffed up. I'm sorry, God. It's not his anger and his badness. You know, I remember after being born again for about a year, I don't know if you ever were at this place where you're, you're kind of at a crossroads, the, the shine, the honeymoon. The, the, the rose of Christianity has died. You know what I'm talking about? Things aren't rosy anymore. You find out, this is tough, it was easier not being a Christian. Yeah, I'm swimming against this almighty tide and it's tough, it'd be easier to just turn around and be pushed by the tide. And I remember being in the throes of decision whether I want to continue on as a Christian or not. And things weren't looking good. My mentor, I'll be at his church in about three weeks' time. It is three weeks' time from today, in Washington, D.C. He knew it. He could see it that, man, Keith's on the edge. And I remember, it was one of those rare Sundays I was at church. You know how you can tell when you're starting to wane? You start backing off the basic disciplines. One of those rare Sundays I was at church, and I was trying to avoid him like the plague, but he cornered me. And I thought, oh, here we go. I'm going to get a sermon. I'm going to get a lecture. You know, like your kids do when you go to tell them something. Don't lecture me, mom. I thought I was going to get a lecture. I thought he was going to, Keith, you know better than that. And God's done so much. And how can you do this? He didn't do that. You know what he did? He walked up. He put his arm around my shoulder and said, I don't care what you're going through. I love you. That caused me to repent. In that moment, he was exercising the goodness of a father in heaven. He had every right to tell me off and to call me back and tell me to get on my knees, you sorry, sad sack thing. He didn't do that. He just said, I just love you. I'm praying for you. That was it, man. That turned me. The goodness of a father turns his children. He gives good gifts to his children who ask. He works everything out for our good. He didn't say everything is good, but he will work in it for your good. So I, in his character, I trust his goodness, but... It's all about His grace, He's the God of all grace. He causes us, it says in Corinthians, to abound in grace. He doesn't just give you a dose of grace, He gives you abundant grace. He empowers us by that grace, so I trust His character, but I also trust His word. To me, man, this is the rock I stand on. That right there, that brings faith, that brings grace, that releases all kind of stuff. That's His word, it is, it is without error and it is never changing. It's his word. His word is about his promise. Now, you know what he said here to Abraham? He promises life where there was death. There are things in our lives that have been dead for so long. I mean, it wasn't like Lazarus dead four days. We're talking about the bones Ezekiel saw. Nothing around them but dust. God comes in and says a promise and a word, and boom, they come to life. He speaks. He speaks. And his promise is life. Listen to this. He believed in God who gives life to the dead. You know what that says? Things that used to have life in them but no longer are upright, walking and alive and full of life are now dead. God speaks to them. He brings life back to them. Those are things that once existed. Those were your dreams, your aspirations, visions you might have had. I remember... uh, when I first started traveling into Indonesia. Emil McCabe started going with me. He was, a, he was a mobile phone salesman at Telstra. What's funny about that? Yeah. And he started traveling with me into Asia several times at his own expense. My son-in-law, Ryan went to primary school with Emil. He used to remember Emil would come to primary school with a little toy plane. I'm going to be a pilot one day. He lost that, almost lost that dream, It almost died. And he just kind of put it on the shelf and somebody came up to him and said, do you still want to be a pilot, Emil? Is that your dream? He goes, yeah, but it looks like it's never going to happen. And I said, well it is, God told me to pay for your whole course. For a meal, it looked like it was dead. In God's economy, it still lived. You see, it has to do with dreams, aspirations. And today, we want to speak life into your dreams again. So trust him. He's good. His word isn't just about, it's not just about trusting his word. His word is about his guarantee. Do you, see, do you hear what this scripture says? He, he gave a promise and he guaranteed it. Now, I don't know about you, but have you ever bought something and they go, oh yeah, it's guaranteed for 10 years. Then all of a sudden you find out in the little fine print all the things it doesn't cover. You go, what a sucky guarantee. There is no fine print with God. If God said it, it will happen. Because God's not only true to his word when he promises this is the outcome. Listen to me. Not only is his word his bond, God himself... Is our guarantee. Have you ever, you ever it's not a piece of paper. Oh, yeah, he said it in a book. Look, I'm not being disrespectful, but God is greater than the book. I, I believe in this word through and through, but God is greater. And and so he said in Ephesians chapter one, verse fourteen, the Spirit is God's guarantee. You know what he did? He sealed his promise in us with the guarantee that he's gonna give us the inheritance. You got it? This is not just words, and even words on paper. This is God himself flooding into your soul going, remember, I've sealed it. I've sealed it with myself. I think that's probably about the best guarantee you'll ever get. So you see, his word is about trusting, but his word is also about a creative declaration. You see, that first bit, God says, I'm going to bring back that which was. He ups the ante. Listen to me. He goes, isn't that good? I'm I'm going I'm going to cause the dead to stand up and live again. You go, wow, that's awesome. You know what else he says? But I'm also going to speak into the future and create what doesn't exist. That's what the book of Hebrews 11 tells us. God looked out into the vastness of nothing. He spoke and everything we see around us became. With that same kind of power, Abraham acknowledges that he doesn't just give life. Here's what it says. God in whom he believed, watch this, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Do you know that word calls doesn't in this context mean he gives a name to it? Oh, I call you dumpy. I call you skinny. I call you whatever. Skinny is a prophetic declaration for some of us. Anyway, we won't go there. No, no, no. He's not naming here. You know what he's doing? Here's what he's doing. This context means he is summonsing something. That's what the word means. I am summoning something that exists in my future, says God, so that it comes into your reality. Whoa. As far as Abraham was concerned, his body was dead, Romans 4 tells us. And God goes, alive? Boom! This 100-year-old man goes, Sarah, tonight. (laughs) But make her alive too, God. I bet, never mind, we won't go there today. But you know what God said about Abraham? He didn't say, you will receive a promise. He said, I have made you. That was his promise. It wasn't, I will. It was, I've already done it. I've made it happen. But then he says, Abraham, we've dealt with your body. It's able now to procreate. But we now need to deal with that which never existed, a son, a nation, nations, because God is going, in my economy they exist, so I'm going to speak it and declare it into your economy so you know it's coming. How good is that? He summons things that are out there in the future and brings them into the existence. A creative declaration announces something that already exists in God's realm and brings it into our realm. That's what today's about. Tim and Kate, grab a mic. Come up here. Something happened. Something happened. We'll get rid of this pulpit. Something happened in our uh, D group. Now, most of you know these guys' story. I'll just chuck that in the pit.
2: It's
0: time for a new one. Something happened at our de- Most of you know their story. Um, in their story, like, can I? I want to say a little bit without, I don't want to go too deep. I've been, Janet and I have been in leadership ministry now for, golly, maybe, no, no, not just in Australia, in America, about 37 years. Over those 37 years, I've had eight close friends who were pastors, teachers, ministers, uh, fall. Out of the eight who have fallen, these are the only ones who remain. Now, that's the grace of God. I remember standing in Reading Cinema. Thank God that's in the past. Amen. All of it is. remember standing in Reading Cinema, February 2013. Go on, Keith, get your head in the game. Get your head in the game. Because the day before, it all came out. (coughs) I think at that time, both of you would have been thinking it's all dead. Everything. Ministry, marriage. Kids would have felt it. Well, they did. But God gives life to the dead. Amen. Yeah, he does. So, you've you've been on a road back. Things start happening again. Back in the ministry. What you love the most, worship leading. Tim serves, he doesn't preach, he doesn't teach. He just serves making practical stuff around the service that happened. But I got something for you, man. That's not the end. But something happened in D group. I, I invited him, These guys used to lead D groups. Now imagine how humbling it is to say, now come sit in my D group as somebody who needs to receive rather than leading it. So they sat there for month after month told their story to all the participants in the D group. It actually happened this way. Funny story. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but it might have been Fiona. I don't know. Somebody across the room said, what happened to that couple that used to lead your church up at Beresfield that fell into sin? <laughs> yeah. And Tim goes, that's us. We laughed, but we also celebrated. But I forgot this happened to you sent me the message to tell them what happened two weeks ago this is now god cares about big things and he cares about the everyday things tell the
2: story so we we've lived in east maitland for the last three years which is at the end of the world now but i mean there was a time where that was the center of our universe really and then coming down here every week you know yeah driving to charleston has about 40 minutes each way and Everything else, really, and and about this time last year, we said we're going to move. I, I remember saying uh, to Pastor Keith, "You know, we're going to move." He's like, "Yeah, that's great, that's good." And it, literally, we looked everywhere, and and we just prayed, and and then you know, to the point where someone would say, "Oh, have you found a place yet?" And we're like, "I don't even want to talk about that right now." And it's not that we were, we weren't hating on God or anything like that. It was just like oh, i do not even want to talk about that. It was just an area that. Frustrated us because that was a deal. That was really a game changer for us. That we would be close to, you know, Kate would be close to work and the kids to school. And the boys were starting to come to youth group. Yeah, all kind of stuff. The boys, um, you know, going to youth. And then um, I think it was it was in October. um, It was just the guys at at D group. And I just said, Oh, look, I don't even want to talk about this. And then and then Keith said, We're just going to pray and believe that before Christmas, you know, you'll find a place closer. And and he prayed. And as you prayed, I knew right then that, that we would find somewhere. Like, I, I knew. Like, it wasn't if, but, or may. It would be we will have somewhere. Um, maybe you should say yeah. I don't want to put you in it.
1: No. Um, I'm very much one that, like, schedules, plans. I like to know
2: this is what we're doing. <laughs> Guys.
1: How's it going to look? I need to know now how it's going to look. Um, so as it's getting closer to Christmas, and I just said, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. <coughs> you know, there's not much... Time left, Christmas is nearly here. I can't see how this is all going to work out.
2: I think you actually said, babe, um, I wish you'd stop saying we're going to have move out before Christmas, because <laughs> that's not at happening. Group, we declared you'd be in your house by Christmas. <laughs> that's right, yeah. that's right. And, and, um, you know, the kids like, oh, we want to get out of here, you know, fair enough. And, um, our, and Noah is like, he was like, that's no, going to be okay, dad. Like, we, we're going we're gonna to find somewhere. And he was like, I was like, who are you? But that was good. That's another story. And um, I was like, that's fantastic. And we, and, we, and we actually got a house. And I um, was like, I hate that house. That's not, we shouldn't be moving there. It doesn't feel right. And we're like, all right, we won't have that house. We'll let that one go. It's only taken a year. But, but then um, just the Friday before Christmas, we got a house. And uh, we moved in. And... Uh, so you were at, in your house, you had your house yeah, by Christmas. Yeah, at Charlestown, like it's a five minute walk to the ministry center. No excuse for not being at the gathering now. Um, so it's fantastic. Good.
0: Let me just have that.
2: So I was thinking about you guys this morning.
0: Keep my head in the game for today. Um, and started thinking about this. I, I just, I want to speak something over you. Just we, it started with a simple declaring, um, declaring a house. Isn't it interesting that in the teaching on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said in Matthew 6 that if God can care for the lilies of the field, the birds of the air, how much more does your Heavenly Father care for you? Don't worry about what you eat, where you live, what you wear and all that stuff. But seek first his kingdom. You've been on that journey. And so it's like his goodness going, let's start here. Um, You've been faithful in coming back and you could have called your marriage quits. You could have called... Everything that was quits and you could have started a life without those things and, and just without God, without everything like all my other friends have but you didn't. And so God goes, so I'm going to give you a good gift for Christmas. Give you the house you asked for. I hate it when people say this, you know uh, the best is yet to come. I don't agree with that. What I agree with is the best is already here. We might not be kind of holding it living it out, but it's not way down there, it's here. It's just starting to live it out, so I'm not going to say that over you, but I started getting this this morning. The dreams that have died in regards to ministry, like the dream for marriage has blossomed. remember you guys saying at D Group, in a here's God works all things better for good. They would say, look, we'd never say what happened was good, but our marriage is better than ever. God has worked that together for good. But in the sense of ministry, this morning I heard God saying, um, the day is on you. It is here. The day for the dream to live is here. For you to start dreaming again about the things you do and say, the things that were in, I remember. Golly, end of 1999, going up to visit this little group of young adults meeting in a hall in Beresfield, and you were leading them with your guitar, worship leading, and you had a dream of something for God. God is now giving birth again. He's giving life again to a dream that you once had. It's not back at Beresfield. I don't know what it looks like, but Father, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, release the power of the dream. Release the vision that once was alive. God, we speak life. Lord, just like Ezekiel prophesied into the bones and the Spirit came upon them, we prophesy into their future right now. The Holy Spirit breathing life again on the dreams of serving you and seeing amazing things happen for your kingdom. So Holy Spirit, breathe on them. Breathe on them. Breathe on them right now. Breathe on them right now. Dreams that were dead, alive. Alive alive. And God, not just old dreams, not just old visions, new dreams, new visions, new dreams, new visions, things that they never, ever thought would be possible are now right in front of them. Release it, release it, release it. Thank you, Jesus. Can't wait to see what it is. Stay up here, guys. No, you guys, it's okay. No, I'm just, Nate, you guys hang around. Um, I, I was wondering what kind of things I was going to declare over this morning, and it started coming to me as I started seeing people come in. My commission here this morning is to prophesy into people about their ministry dreams that once lived but might not be so alive right now. So Pete and Fiona, come up here. You might not know their history uh, and you don't need to know all of it, but they had a dream of serving God with all their heart, and they thought the way to do that was to plant a church, and somehow it didn't work. And Pete's testimony, which I think he's told before when we started just experimenting in Spirit and Truth stuff, he's, he's te- part of the D group also, um, said, I feel like I've been born again again. But I don't think it's like salvation, I think it's the born againness of ministry that even though you had a, you had a plan and you, you had a design and you thought it was this way and it didn't happen, it's like it all collapsed. It will never happen. I just As, as I was thinking about you guys this morning, I could hear God saying, it's going to happen but not in the way you've ever planned. That the dream in your heart to see people swept into the kingdom of God, the dream to see those people moved and becoming powerful for the kingdom of God, that dream is about to come alive in you in a way that you never thought it would live. So, Father, right now... In Jesus' name. God, I don't pray for the old to come back. I pray for something powerful and new, something exciting, something that is life-giving, something, God, that eclipses what they ever thought of before. God, you declare over them right now, I'm going to give you more than you could even ask or imagine for glory in his church. So, Father, in Jesus' name, I pray right now dreams that people would even laugh at when they share. I pray, God, that the dreams would be so out there that, God, people would think they're a bit crazy. God, I pray, Paul even said once, if you think I'm mad, I'm crazy about Christ and his, his schemes and his dreams. So Father, right now, in Jesus' name, just loose it, loose it in Jesus' name. Loose it once again, once again, God. The life, the power, the vitality, the anointing. anointing. Oh God, there's a new anointing on these guys for a dream that they have never possessed. God, that future is theirs today. In Jesus' name, let it loose let it loose, let it loose, let it loose in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Something's about to break loose, guys. It'll be good. Don't worry about titles, there's gonna be amazing results. Andrew. Sorry, Nicola, this wasn't for you. It's not a couple thing. This is for you, Andrew. I didn't even know you were gonna be here this morning. You walked through the door and I heard a ministry dream. Can I pray it over you? Come up here. Andrew is a lecturer at, uh, I did their wedding, how many years ago now? Five years ago. And you as a church been praying for little Jesse and seeing miracles with the skin on his leg. Andrew, you're doing your PhD or THD? PhD. PhD. Golly, I feel dumb. Um, No, no, he's bright and he's got something that the kingdom of God's going to, you are you're a native of Newcastle. Yeah. What are you doing living in Sydney? Forget teaching at a college, man. You know, those who can't teach. Um, No, we won't get into that. i got a teacher standing behind you. Anyway, um, I know you've got a dream. Andrew teaches, I still call it Southern Cross, um, because that's what it was when I started doing the degree there. You teach there, you do papers, all kind of stuff. You're finishing your PhD. I know you've got a dream for more than that. I know you've got a dream for something that people don't see they don't see it in you, but you still see it, but I kind of sense it's getting cloudy. The vision of it's getting cloudy for you, and you're wondering, I'm struggling to see it anymore. And God's just ready today to blow the clouds away. He doesn't want you to lose it. A matter of fact, he wants to increase the desire for that dream. He's saying, just wait a little while, when it comes, it'll come suddenly, suddenly. God moves in the suddenly. We think it's forever, but when he moves, he moves in the suddenly. And he's got a dream that's going to align with your father in Jesus' name right now. I declare over you that this dream is not dead. I think at times it feels deep in your heart, it's never going to stand up and live. God's saying, I'm just preparing everything around it. I'm getting the day ready for the Suddenly. I'm getting you ready for the suddenly. Everything taking place in your life up to now and beyond this moment is a preparation for the loosing of that dream. So Father, let his eyes see clearly. Pray his ears hear your promise like never before. Speak your word and it'll be done. Keep the vision alive in his heart, God. Father, let him trust like a child. Dad has said it. It'll be so. I kind of sense for you, Andrew, that's a struggle to know that Dad's promise will come true. I'm telling you here right now, he speaks his word. Deep calls to deep. It's like rushing waters. and You're going to hear it so clearly. Father God, He's going to speak to you in the days to come in ways like you have never heard. So trust him like a child. Learn again the trust of a child. Clouds gone, vision clear, the day is coming. The day is upon you. Suddenly will break open like the noonday sun will be so release him release him release him to enjoy your presence father in Jesus name awesome awesome Jamie Jamie's the leader of uh, he's a leader builder of the uh, spirit and truth and been doing some great things coaching people ask him to pray into this he's got a few things and we're going to lose it we're just gonna we're gonna Time. We're going to sing in a minute. We're going to lose some things over people, aren't we? We are. We are. What do you got? What do you think God's saying? I uh, can't say something. You can. This is not wishful thinking. This is not even naming and claiming. This is saying God has said, therefore it is so. Yeah. Totally. What's He been saying? me, totally. I, I love that. Um, I love that when God created
3: the world, He spoke, and as that decree went forward. A reality was literally created that wasn't there before right and then we see jesus minister in the same way he he says to the blind eye be open he says to the storm be still and as the decree goes forward things change and then jesus says to his disciples and he says to us as the father has sent me so i send you right and uh and so we, we were talking and as as we're this morning, making creative declarations, I I felt a couple of things just on my heart, a few, Hmm. couple of groups of people for us to... um,
0: Let's do one, get them to stand. Then we'll do do a second, so we don't get... it. This is important right now, because what we're doing is speaking the promises of God. This is not about counseling. It's not about heavy ministry. This is about rejoicing in the promises of God that bring His preferred future into our future and into our present. So let's do one at a time. Awesome. What's okay. the group?
3: Okay, so first, first group of people um, I felt was um, in the in new year in 2017. There are those of us who are believing for the salvation of members of our family. Right. That there are members of our family who have not yet experienced the love of God. Uh, and I particularly, I particularly felt it's across across the board with all that. But I particularly felt that there's someone, or there there are a few people here, and you're believing for the salvation of your children, but for for a child who has either you know walked away or is floundered or so is we not. So a
0: child, but it could be an adult.
3: Yeah, but it could, could be it could be an adult could be yep. an adult child. Um, but but the the word the word I got was salvation for your household, salvation for your household Great. in 2017. Who
0: is that? It's like in your heart, you feel and you sense and it's almost like, oh gee, it's hope is lessening intense in intensity.
3: Yeah. What, what, I actually, what I actually felt for you, for you too, because there's the salvation for your household, for, mm-hmm. for the person, for the child, for the mm-hmm. family member, but also what I sense was that there is, uh, for some people here this morning, there's, there's a disappointment and there's, there's a sense, like there's almost a sense of heartbreak. Right. And, and, and disappointment and, and fear. And I believe that this morning, as we declare, there are going to be divine transactions take place where we are going to exchange fear for just, faith.
0: Can we just bind a thought right now? Yeah. This is, this is a thought that is not from God, where you might have started losing hope and getting into despair, and this seed thought comes into your brain, well, maybe they're not meant to be saved. That is not of God. We bind that in Jesus' name
3: you know, let, let let's let's do that first, hey? Yeah. So um, just as you're standing now, I'm just I'm just going to pray pray into that before we pray
0: specifically for them. In, so. So if that's you, stand up. Yeah. You're believing for a child. You're believing for a family member. We don't want to miss anybody. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a, let's just give them another minute.
3: And just as you stand, just, it's just, just a matter of just positioning your heart towards God. You know, God, God is actually not intimidated by our questions, by our fears, by our how we're feeling. He, he says, come to me, bring it all to me. And so, right now, in the name of Jesus, I break the lie that says right. that it is too late. Right. I break the lie that says that it's going to happen for everybody else except me. Right. I break the lie that says that it's too far, it's too far gone, and it's not going to happen. We break that lie in Jesus' right. name. And in the name of Jesus, I speak the truth. I speak the truth now in Jesus' name for, for salvation to yes. come. That, that, that God, I pray God, I release the love of God. I release the grace of God. I speak freedom. I speak life. I speak yeah. hope. I speak deliverance in Jesus' name. Yes, I speak salvation into your household. God, we call them home. In Jesus' name, we call them home. We're, we call out now in the spirit. Bring them home, God. Bring them home in Jesus' name. Yes. We de- we declare yes. your truth, your life, your freedom, your hope, your grace
0: extended in the name of Jesus. Let's just do this because there's so many. If you're near one of these people right now, stand up and put your hand on their shoulder. And the Bible says, if two of you agree on earth as touching anything, can I say this? Don't go. Oh God, would you please? That's not declaration. Begin to declare. We declare salvation. We declare household salvation. That their household will be saved. Come on, just raise your voice, church. Do you want to do, as far as getting other people to minister, because these guys are going to sing you know We'll get two categories. You got two categories, and then we'll get people moving. On. Come on, bit of strength. Bit of strength in your prayer right now. Not time to back off, not time to go backwards, but front foot praying, believing, declaring. God is not willing that any one of them should perish, but that every one of them should come to repentance. He wants every one of them saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. That's his word. He wants all men saved. Let it be so according to your word, God. A couple more things and we're going to lose people through the auditorium. We're going to sing. We're going to sing declaration. and We're going to get people moving through the auditorium declaring over you this, the stuff that Jamie's picked up.
3: Yeah. I, and For those, for those people, I, I feel like this morning, as you sit down, I feel like that God's gift to you this morning is there's a gift of hope. Mm -hmm. that there's hope being restored. So I declare that Mm -hmm. prophetically now over each and every life and each and every family, hope for this year.
0: Can I say something too? I forgot to do this. Listen, when we start moving to the auditorium in a minute, there are teenagers and children in here too. Don't bypass them. Don't bypass them. In their ministry on Sunday mornings, they learn how to hear God. If you get something for one of these teenagers or for a kid, let's loose that too. They're not here just observing. Yeah, totally. Totally.
3: um, So there's another another group of people um, and I wrote wrote this down about what God wants to do this morning is, and we've touched on this already a little bit, is to reignite past promises that God has given you that seem to have died. Okay,
0: so who's had a dream and you just, like a meal, you feel like it's so distant now, it's never going to happen. God wants to ignite that again. If that's you, stand up.
3: You know what, you might, you might have even received like a prophetic word or, you, or even in your heart, you've, what it is, you've, you've had a promise from God and you knew it was God, but as time has gone on, you've even asked yourself the question like, or you've even just started to say in your heart, well, maybe it wasn't God, maybe, 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 maybe. And, and there's, there's that sense going on. But this morning, God, God is calling you to stand. You know, Paul says, when you have done everything to stand. Stand. Yeah. And he's and he's and he's calling you this morning to I think prophetically as you stand here in the in this service that there's there's going to be a transaction take place and uh, you you, just, you stand are standing in faith, standing in the dream, standing on the promise. You know, standing in faith is not a passive thing that we're doing like I got a yeah. you know a prophetic word or a promise from God and now I just wait and see what happens. We apprehend it.
0: Look through the auditorium, those of you that are meant to go, remember we're not counseling, we're declaring. The dreams. I I started thinking about you this morning, and your dream. And I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's dead, but how alive is it? Still strong, or is it kind of? Yeah. I mean, child comes along, we'd never never say anything bad about little Neo. Nothing to do with that. But all of a sudden, other responsibilities. Yeah. I think some people just need to stoke the fire with you a bit. I was picking that up this morning for you and Tamika. So why don't you put the guitar down? I don't. You can't sing without him, but can you? Uh, anyway, don't worry about that. You guys figure that out. You come over here. Even if you don't, just music. Come here, Tamika. Won't you guys go stand down there? Good. All right. So, Lucy, so, Jamie. Yeah. So,
3: so just just remain standing. Now, uh, there's also. Do you want me to do a second group of people at the same time? Or we do? Yeah. Yeah. There's another another group of people, another person or group of people here, and. Uh, I, it was about and what it is for you this morning is about new levels of freedom from self-criticism, wow. and self-judgment. That, two, that um, with the new year that 2016 and, and time up to now that, you, that it's been like an, it's almost been like a like an I guess like an anchor stopping you from moving forward, right. that just the that, that the self-criticism, self-judgment, self-analysis, evaluation just going you know stuck inside your own head. This morning, that voice is going to be silenced. Right. And so, if that's you, I invite you to stand now. And as as the yeah, t- team gonna are going start to go this around, prophetic
0: and ministry. Now,
3: t- team are going to come around and uh, and declare some things. Actually, for those people, I had a verse before the before um, people come around. and... Uh, to declare declare this over you. Psalm 27, 13 to 14 says, I remain confident of this, that I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I declare in the name of Jesus that you will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, in the name of Jesus. So we're going to, Ben's going to lead us in some worship. But if you've responded to either of those two things, just remain standing. And you know what? When they come back, Pressure's off completely, right? God is so good. His grace is here. Yeah. His presence is here. And we're going to to declare His promises and His goodness. And we're going to declare things that are going to create new realities for your 2017. Don't
0: stand if you're not being... um declared over, but you can stretch your hands towards somebody near you. As the people move to them and start declaring, why don't you just pray for them from a distance? Pray for the people around you that God will bless them. Uh, You know, we say this phrase, Happy New Year. The word happy in the New Testament is often translated as blessed. So just pray they'll be blessed. As people are speaking the Word of God into them right now, they'll be blessed. So start moving, team. Uh, We will start singing in a moment. Uh, make sure you know who you're going to. We got Joel and Tamika down here. I think you just come up here. We'll just pray for you up here. You can turn my mic off now, Craig. Thank you, Jamie. Let's. Uh, why don't you? Okay, team, we got some people standing that nobody is speaking over yet. So just be patient as soon as, as soon as somebody in the team is finished, somebody will get to you. So team, make sure you look around. Sorry, Tim and Kate, but you're going to have to go do this. You've been in D group, you know what to do. Off you go. You're still feeling, yeah, understand. Just look at the people standing around. We'll get some people to you just shortly. Hang in there. Remember, team, we're not counseling, we're declaring. So we're going to declare it over people with authority. Declare His promise. His word. Come on, church, keep praying. Would you just keep praying for a minute? Don't give up. One of the most most agonizing hour in the life of Jesus was when he needed his disciples to pray. And he looked at them and said, could you not pray with me for an hour? He knew what he was facing. Come on. We're not saying an hour. Just pray. Just pray. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Come on. Shift some things this morning through declaration. Open your Bible and look at it and speak promises over them that are standing there. Just get your Bible open. Start looking for scriptures. Speak them out. Just looking to see if we got yeah, we've we still got a couple over here. Graham, Graham. Are you going there? Uh, Okay. Because we got a couple over here. Simon? Yep. Todd? There's a couple over there. Good. Good. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you, Jesus. lead and in song. Come on, let's stand our feet. We're going to sing. Just keep this presence going, guys. Keep the sense of his presence going. We're going to sing. Pastor Earl's going to lead us in offering after we sing. Come on. Come on, stand up, church. Let's worship. Let's keep the atmosphere going. We're not finished. God's speaking over these people right now.